Thank you for joining us here on another episode of The Lockup. Uh, tonight, I interview Phoenix Ken. Uh, he's competed in quite a few death matches. Uh, you'll hear how he got started in those. Um, training in Alaska. Yeah, I know you don't hear that too often, do you? Training in Alaska. You got to hear a little bit about his mask collection and how he doesn't like being compared to Rey Mysterio. Oops, my bad. We'll sit back and enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, for joining us here on another episode of The Lockup. Uh, today, with me, we have out of Texas, if I'm, that's correct, right? Actually, I just moved to Colorado a couple weeks ago. But All right. All right. It's the purposes that is correct. <laughs> uh, for, so, out of, joining us out of Colorado, Phoenix Kid. Thanks for joining us. How are you today? Good. How are you today? I am sweating like crazy. It is hot in my streaming room. It's up on the second floor of our house, and it's just got done storming, so it's humid as hell. Right, right. So, I'm like, oh. No, I, I had to, I was going to go upstairs, but I had to bring it down to the lower level. I'm like, I'm not trying to be hot during this. <laughs> no. <laughs> I can imagine it got pretty hot in Texas and Colorado, depending on which part you're at. It's probably quite a bit cooler. Um, it's a little bit cooler. Um, today's a cooler day, but, I mean, it's, just, well, 69, so, I mean, Still, it's it's inland, so it's not it's not the same. Right. Uh, which part of Colorado are you currently in? I'm in Pueblo, so about two hours south of Denver. For anybody who right. doesn't know, it's not quite the Mile High City. No, no, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so tell us, you know, what made you get into wrestling? You know, at an early age, what was your inspiration? For me, wrestling was something I always wanted to do. Um, as long as I've, as long as I can remember, it's something I wanted to do. Um, once I got stationed in Alaska with the Army, I just had the opportunity to finally train, and I've been at it ever since. We're gonna visit that whole Alaska thing in a minute. That's really interesting. You don't hear a lot of people saying, "Hey, I trained in Alaska." Um, but what what kind of time frame was it when you first got into wrestling? What do you remember starting to watch? Um, for me, I can remember as far back as the new generation time period of WWF. So we're looking at 94, 95. I can vividly remember. I probably was watching a little earlier than that, but that's the stuff I can remember. Um, the bigger ones being like WrestleMania 10 and the whole ladder match and different things like that. Those are the ones that really stand out to me. Nice. It's great having lived through, you know, some of the earlier in pre-attitude era you know, see, just to see the different evolving of where it was and where it's come. Exactly. And even as I got older, um, I started watching like a lot of AWA and a lot of WCCW, um, a lot of stuff from Puerto Rico as well. And I'm like, this is, some of this stuff is so much better than the way they hype up the attitude era where it's like the wrestling's okay. Storylines are good, but overall the wrestling's like, meh. Yeah. 
Uh, who were some of your favorite wrestlers, you know, back then? Who were some of your favorites now? Uh, back then, I was a huge Shawn Michaels fan, um, of course, like every 90s kid. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, I got into the technical side of wrestling really early, so I really liked early Chris Benoit, William Regal, um, and then some of the luchadors like Rey Mysterio, Hubertu Guerrero, different guys like that. So I was kind of all over the place. And then, of course, everybody loved Vader because, I mean, who, who doesn't love a, a big man that can do a moonsault? That was impressive. Right. <laughs> um, now now it's it's hard. I like so many different people now that it's hard to be like, oh, well, this person's my favorite or this person's my favorite because I watch, like, so much wrestling now. It's just it's hard to even say. I just, like, I just love wrestling in general. <laughs> I think now because we have – access to so much to say, well, I love this person because of this aspect and this person because of that aspect. Right. And I feel like that's always been that way. But even now, it's even harder, especially if you watch a lot of the independents or follow even a little bit of independence. It's like, okay, well, I like this guy because he does this specific thing that reminds me of this person that reminds me of this person. It's like, okay, you're just going down a rabbit hole here. Right. I can, it's really interesting to hear you say that William Regal is one of your favorites because you don't hear many people say, oh, I loved William Regal growing up unless you were an adult just because you know, he played heel so well. And when you're a kid, if you're a kid during that time period, you hated right. William Regal. Right, exactly. And that's a weird thing. Like you don't hear a lot of people say say William Regal or the Fit Finleys or different mm -hmm. guys like that because they're like, oh, well, most people don't appreciate technical wrestling until so they get older. And I was always like, well, that's really cool. In my mind, it was like if you trained in Japan or Europe or anywhere out of the country, to me, you were instantly, okay, this dude's a real legit killer. This dude's a legit wrestler. Like he's not just some run-of-the-mill WWF guy or whatever the case may be. So when I hear a guy like, oh, he trained in Japan or he's been to Mexico or he's been XYZ, then it's like, okay, this dude's like next level. This dude's legit. Right, or sounds like, oh, he's put 15 years in the business for even making it on TV because I can appreciate that. Right, exactly. And even those guys, it was kind of like, man, I don't appreciate them as much versus the guys that had the international experience, no mm -hmm. matter how long they've been in. It was just like those guys seemed so much more more cooler to me because it was like, oh, these guys are off in these foreign lands in my child brain. So it's like, oh, this they must know some cool stuff that we're not even getting to see yet. Have you been to any foreign countries to wrestle? Um, I've been to Mexico once, and I wrestled in Puerto Rico once last year, I believe it was. Okay. The COVID's got my time periods running all together now. Yeah, it's got us all thrown off. <laughs> right. How much of a culture shock is it going from America to Mexico? For me, it, was, it wasn't so much of a culture shock, but it was definitely like, too much to take in at once just because I went a couple days prior to my show just because I wanted to go see a um, CMLL show and as soon as I get into Mexico City it's just like I don't know the language I'm here by myself so it's a lot of just what do I do how do I get around man this trip was real was not really planned well <laughs> but um you're here by people trying to act for your keywords what to ask for Right, exactly. My my phone was my best friend. It was a lot of, <laughs> hey, how do I get here? And then it was it was fun. Um, right. Fun story from that trip. I went to, like I said, I went to a CMLL show in Arena, Mexico that first night I got there. And 
the security guards see me and they're like, oh, Luchador. So I'm like, no, because I still have all my bags. I hadn't went to the hotel or anything. And I'm just like, no, I'm trying to explain to them I'm a tourist and I'm just trying to get in, find the front of the building. And then they're convinced I'm a luchador or whatever. And I'm like, no, 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 I'm not on the show. And we're all staring at each other. And then the kid walks up and he's like, oh, I know, I know a little bit of English. I can help. And this kid, bless his soul, because he knew what I was saying and he knew what they were saying, but he couldn't translate it. Oh. So it was just like, oh, oh my, this is, this is rough. Finally, an attendant came up, and she just looks at me, and then the security guard and her say something to each other. She just grabs my bag from me and walks off with it. And I'm like, what the world? I mean, and I'm so confused, and they're just, like, pointing towards her. So, so I'm like, okay, follow her. So I follow her, and she gives me a ticket and puts my bag in a room. And I was like, man, I hope I can find this because i that's all my gear. And that's all my clothes. All I have is my wallet and my passport on me. So I really hope I can find that bag again. Then she walks me to my chair. And then she says something to me. And I'm confused. Like, what, what are you saying? So I tell her to say into the phone. She's asking for a tip. And I'm just like, I don't even, I don't even know what the proper amount is. So I think I end up giving her like, maybe $10 American, and she was really, really happy. And went on the way. I'm like, I don't know if I was supposed to do that, but whatever. Yeah, I can imagine this. Got to be a little bit scary just heading down there and then realizing, oh, I don't know much of the language, but, you know, bravo for making it out. Right. A lot of it was, oh, I can pull this off, I can pull this off, and then as soon as I get into the airport, I'm like, okay, I'm in way too deep now. <laughs> well, let's just truck on and see what happens. And, right. You know, worst case scenario, now you got a story to tell everybody. Right. And, that, <laughs> and that's literally what it was. It's like, oh, this is this is this is an interesting trip. Uh, so now you, you touched on you know training in Alaska. We don't hear many people say, Hey, I would have bike trained in Alaska. But you know, as you touched on you were with the military. Uh, so how was it like training up in Alaska while in the military? Um, it was actually really cool. My um my chain of command were really cool with it. They they thought it was like the coolest thing ever. Uh, once they figured out what it was and were like convinced that it wasn't MMA or anything like that. <laughs> but um, <laughs> training up there was really cool. It was um, an interesting time period just because there weren't that many wrestlers at the time. Um, now I want to say they have at least 10 trainees or so going through the school. And there's maybe five or six active wrestlers still up there. I don't even know. I don't follow it anymore. I I just don't. But um, for me, at the time, I went for about the first year, I was the only quote unquote trainee. So it was like, cool, you get to learn all your basics. And you're in the advanced class because we have to teach everybody else the advanced stuff. So by default, you have to learn it too. It's like, all right. So a lot of it was good because I got to speak. I sped through a lot of stuff that most trainees wouldn't sped through at that time period. At the same time, it was like, once I left Alaska, it was like, okay, now I have to slow down and reevaluate myself just because it's like, yes, I learned a lot, but at the same time, there's a lot of stuff I didn't get to learn that most people at my level already knew. So it was kind of like, a, I guess, a gift and a, gift and a curse. All right. So you learned, you know, C and D, 
but not quite A and B, so you got to go back there to kind of touch up a little bit. Exactly. And it was it was really kind of a shock the first time I went down to the lower 48, and I'm working with somebody that's way more experienced, and it's just like, oh, crap, how do I do this? Oh, can you do this? Um, no. Can you do this? No. Okay, we're going to get through this. <laughs> <laughs> and also, of course, as we're approaching Memorial Day weekend, thank you for your service in the military as well. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, just, what did you do while you were in the military? Just out of curiosity. Actually, I am still in the military. Um, so at that time, I was in the infantry. Now I'm in civil affairs, so more of a okay. humanitarian type job. A lot of talking to people and a lot of typing and researching. Nice. Uh, so at what point was it Was it in your plans to wear a mask or, you know, be a lucha, kind of like lucha style? Um, it was always in my plans to wear a mask as a tribute to the wrestler Hayabusa. However, um, the mask kind of took on its own personality. I originally wanted a mask very similar to Hayabusa's. And then next thing you know, it kind of took on its own little personality. And I actually just debuted this mask last weekend. Well, this past weekend, I should say. So it's a steadily evolving process, I guess you could say. And for anyone watching, if, you haven't, if you're not familiar with Phoenix Kid or he's new to you, go back in his pictures. Look at, he's got a lot of killer masks. And each time you debut a new one, it's better than the last one. And just a great collection you got. Right. And I'm... Huh, and hopefully I'm going to try to get a couple more. Um, I've got four more that, have, that haven't been seen yet. Um, so I think I'm debuting one in Paradigm here, not this weekend, but next, um, okay. June 4th. Um, that'll be available on IWTV, the Middleweight Grand Prix, um, UFWI rules. So I'll more than likely be debuting a new mask there, and then we'll see where it goes from there. I might hold off on the other three. I might debut them back to back to back. Who knows? Do you have a favorite mask? Um, I don't have a favorite per se. Everybody else has a favorite. And they're like, I like this one or I like this one. I'm just like, I like all my masks, so it's fine. <laughs> it's like trying to choose one of your favorite kids. Like, I, I like them all. Right? It's like it depends how I feel that day. <laughs> no, when I was watching, you know, there's a highlight video I saw on YouTube as I was, you know, just trying to look at some stuff. And mm -hmm. the vibe I get is, you know, kind of like Rey Mysterio meets Deathmatch because you've done quite a bit of death matches. Right, right. And I, oh. Yep, go ahead. I was say, would you say, you know, Rey Mysterio may have been one of your inspirations? Rey Mysterio was an inspiration in a way. Um, I really liked that he was a smaller guy doing a lot of the cool Lucha Libre stuff. But at mm -hmm. the same time, he wasn't, I guess, because I already knew once I put on a mask, that would be the first comparison like a non-fan would make. Like, oh, you're so you're like a black Rey Mysterio or something like that. And it's like, no, I I can do some of that, some of the Lucha Libre style, but I don't particularly focus myself on that or really do a lot of straight Lucha Libre matches even. Um, it's very rare, actually. <laughs> um not saying that I can't do it to something right. that it's like, uh, okay, yeah, whatever you want, but I'm I like this style better. <laughs> right. Well, you know, when you kind of mentioned, you know, having a lot of technical favorites, like, okay, you're gonna be able to make some technical stuff and you're going to be able to do quite a bit of variety. Right. Right. And that's a, that's a big thing for me. I can do almost any style of wrestling. 
Um, just I prefer doing the technical style, and I prefer doing deathmatch stuff. And then a lot of people don't realize that I, if I had to pick, okay, you're going to do one style of wrestling for the rest of your career, I'd be like, okay, I'm going to do more UFWI style rules where it's not no pinfalls, submissions, and 10 counts and different things like that. And I'm like, if I could do that my whole career, that, that would be a wrap. That's all I would be doing right now. <laughs> do you like wrestling as face or heel more? I have no preference. Um, it doesn't, like a lot of it doesn't change for me. Just if I don't like people, I, if I don't like the people I'm around, that like it's easier for me. Like, <laughs> I legit don't like you guys. Like, <laughs> like it, it's not even an act. I don't like. I don't like you, or I don't like your fans, or I don't like your city, or whatever the case may be. So it's not even an act. It's just like, okay, you want me to go out there and make them not like me? Okay, that's easy. <laughs> sure. Here we go. <laughs> right. Uh, so. You know, I've seen you go all over Texas, Colorado, California, Indiana. Do you have a favorite city to wrestle in or a favorite territory? Um, my favorite place to wrestle is in San Jose, San Jose for Agua. That's like that's my de facto home. Um outside of there, Mexico City was well, Mexico was really cool. I wanna go back hopefully soon. Um Puerto Rico was really cool. Far the favorite outside of San Jose in LA. LA is really cool too. Mm-hmm. Um, you, were just, you were just in Oakland last weekend, a couple weekends ago. How was it there? Um, I just flew in Oakland just to go to San Jose. Um, okay. that was the only reason I was there. I had never been to Oakland, so it's kind of like, oh, right, whatever. This is this is an easy enough flight. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you remember? You know, when you first started out, you know, your thoughts going into your very first match and who your first opponent was? Um, I remember going into my first match. I was wrestling a guy in Alaska by the name of Jack Windsor. Um, I just remember, I hope I don't mess this match up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember distinctly um, not knowing what to do for my entrance. And I come out and I don't know. It was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> And, like, my character hadn't, like, developed anything at this point. So I just had some regular long black tights. Um, fun fact, it's not the tights I originally started using for death matches were actually the first set of tights I had. Um, but just came out in them. It looked bland, had the, the regular zip-up jacket. Nothing, nothing spectacular. And it's just like, okay, I don't know what to do. Right, nothing like your flesh jackets now. Right. No. Oh no. Those are those are months <laughs> away <laughs> from that point. Do you remember when you decided to get into death matches, did somebody approach you asking to do one or did you say, hey, I want to do a death match. How do I go about it? Um I begged for like a good it was a good year. I begged and begged and begged to do a death match. And every time I asked it was like, oh we don't have any spots. 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 Or we don't we don't even we don't really even know you as a wrestler. So I started about two years in doing death matches and they're like, uh, we don't know, we don't know, we don't know. Eventually somebody else vouched for me and was like, Hey, get this guy opportunity and VOW out of West Virginia decided to be like, Hey, you want a shot? Here you go. And um then right after that, um Crimson Crown in LA 
were well, right around the same time period. They both booked me, but I ended up doing the BOW show first and then the Crimson Crown show a couple months later. And after that, it was slowly like, okay, now you can get on a death match here, get on a death match there. And now it's like, okay, semi regularly, I'll get on death match shows. It just kind of depends. Right. I imagine it probably wasn't too easy to get on shows last year with the pandemic going on and just not a lot of small places doing shows. Right. Um, I was lucky enough to wrestle through the majority of the pandemic. Um, there were a couple small breaks here and there. Um, but I had I was lucky enough to have opportunities just because of some of the places I was going to. So I had opportunities to go and wrestle during the pandemic or whatever. Where I knew a, knew a lot of guys and girls were just like, oh, well, I haven't wrestled in a year. I haven't wrestled in a year. And I'm on the same show like, I just wrestled like last week. <laughs> uh, do you remember who your first opponent was in death, in your first death match? Yes, um, Drew Blood. Um, I want to say he's out of New Jersey. Or... Is that the one with the big giant Legos? That was on yes. Westport. Yes. Okay. Yes. I did see that match. Yes. I don't know where he's out. Somewhere out of the northeast, somewhere in that New Jersey, New York area. Um, but yeah, that was my first death match. Good God, that was <laughs> like eight minutes of just getting work. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, knowing now that that was your first one, I I can't even tell that was your first one. It wasn't bad at all. Thank you, thank you. Um, yeah, that was the first one. I have a giant scar on my back still from it. Um, a lot of people don't know I almost broke my foot um, like three minutes into the match. <laughs> <laughs> um, I went for the, the big dive to the outside, and the venue was so hot that the ropes were just wet. So when I went for the dive, and I had done it prior, prior before in training, so I knew I could do it. And when I went for it, I ended up torpedo, like torpedoing myself out. And when I went, I, if you listen to the video, you hear the thud of my foot hitting the ground. And it's just like, oh crap, I think I broke my foot. <laughs> <laughs> Has your family ever seen any death matches? You know, what do they think of it? Um, my family have seen like videos and pictures of it. They haven't been to a show. Um, my mom got really close to going to the show, then it got canceled last minute due to um, some weather issues. So they're kind of like, my dad doesn't like it. My mom's kind of like, whatever, you, you do you. Um, Just be safe kind of thing. Pretty much. Like my mom, see, my mom seen me after death matches, like the day or so after. And then okay. she'll be like, all right, let me, let me see what you got. And then I'll take off my shirt or whatever. And it's like, she shakes her head and then walks <laughs> off. <laughs> What are you doing? Right, like she already knows. It's like <laughs> whatever. Um, but the recent passing of New Jack, you know, sorry, touching a bad subject. You know, was he any kind of inspiration? You know, any kind of moves that you meant for him? You know, any impact on you? Um, yeah. To just trying to backtrack a little bit, when I found out about New Jack, I was actually about an hour away from the venue I was working at in Denver, and I was doing a death match that night. Um, phone out about it, and was just like, okay, I'm gonna go kinda, kinda go crazy tonight. And that was the first, that night was the first time I took unprotected chair shots to the head. Ooh. 
I'm super, anybody that knows me, I'm super anti taking unprotected chair shots to the head. Um, just because we know the research behind it and different things like that. And just got in the moment and I think I ended up taking three, two or three of them. And it was just like, all right, here we go. Then the next night I had another show and I threw up the access tribute. Nobody really caught on to it. Different kind of crowd, but I threw it up just as tribute, just for my own sake. Um, just to have him, just to kind of see, even though he wasn't a deathmatch wrestler per se, just to see an, someone that looks like me doing hardcore and making it, making money and making a name for himself off of it. It was kind of cool to see because you don't get to see a lot of African Americans doing that style. And I think whenever you hear anybody, you know, start talking about none of us are deathmatch, but even hardcore matches, he's one of the first people think of. Right, exactly. I mean, he kind of is. As far as the American side, if you ask me, kind of like one of the pioneers to bring in that deathmatch stuff. Because a lot of stuff he was doing was precursor early deathmatch stuff, even though it wasn't like light tubes and different things like that. He, his level of hardcore wrestling was a lot more amped up than what you would see at that time period. Right. Um, now we did touch on, you did mention that you're gonna be at Paradigm Pro. Uh, that's coming up in a couple of weeks and that'll be on IWTV. Uh, if people want to check out other matches of yours, um, what do you recommend as far as IWTV or YouTube? Um, if I had to go with IWTV, check out Ugwa's Devil's Night 15. Um, it's the main event between me and Guido for the Total Violence Championship. And that by far is probably my best match. Um, and that's not even just speaking deathmatch. That's like probably one of my top five matches of all time um there's so many matches floating around iwtv um my match for mexico's are on there um i've had some matches from various different places on there i don't even know all of what's on there at this point <laughs> um, well, it's good to have a lot on there right i'm starting to build up a nice little nice little resume on there um it's cool and then I'm sure you type in my name on YouTube, you'll find something like, I'm sure there's stuff I haven't even found yet. Mm -hmm. um, the other event that we'll touch on, uh, June 6th in Greencastle, Indiana, I believe the ZPW is doing a seminar with Dan the B Severn. Right. You know, so, yeah, so the fun thing about that, that one actually got canceled a couple of weeks ago and I'm really upset about it. I was really looking forward to that. Um, that's like the third time I've missed a Dan Severin seminar. <laughs> um, and I've tried every time. It's just like it never works out. It never pans out. Something happens. But um, I'll still be floating around Indiana somewhere. I'm currently trying to lock up some dates for that. So we'll see what happens. If not, um, I'm just going to enjoy Indiana for what it is, whatever it is. <laughs> right. Yeah. So if you're in Indiana, follow Phoenix Kid, find out where he's going to be, and go check him out that day. Right, for sure. Um, and let's see, what's after Paradigm? Um, I know I go back to Indiana again in July for Paradigm again, and then some other stuff I can't say yet. But I'll be I'll be around Indianapolis all um, from the ninth to the eleventh of July. Great. If you know Great. what's going, if you know what's going on, you'll probably put two and two together. <laughs> but if not, um. You'll find out soon enough. I actually have to do a promo on it this week, so 
It'll be out. Uh, so before we wrap things up here, uh, there's a game I like to do uh, called, we call it Top Rope Turmoil. Uh, so it's just kind of like a quick rapid fire game, uh, uh, six questions, some wrestling related, some not, and just throw up the answer, the first answer you think of. All right, let's go. So what is the best entrance theme of all time that's not your own? <laughs> uh, that's, e that's easy, Val Venus. Val Venus. <laughs> nice. Uh, if you can only wrestle in one city for the rest of your life, where are you setting up shop? Ooh, probably going to set up shop in L.A. Nice. Hit this nice Southern California scene. Right, right. There's so much wrestling there. It's, it would be easy to work out of there. Mm -hmm. What is the best ice cream flavor? Oh, pistachio. That is one of my top three. You'll find a lot of people that will bring that one up. Right. Uh, if your life were made into a movie, who do you want playing Phoenix Kid as of right now? Oh, boy. Nobody. I'm playing myself. <laughs> Great answer. Only you know you. Great. Who was the bigger icon, Hulk Hogan or The Rock? That's a trick question. Are we talking about money-wise or are we talking about wrestling-wise? Um, I would say The Rock. I would say I would still say The Rock. Um, he, yeah, he, he yeah, I'd say The Rock. Just more crossover appeal, more mm -hmm. more widely known than Hogan, more widely respected than Hogan too. So, right, very good. Uh, last one I got for you here: If you could fight any celebrity in a death match, who are you picking? Uh, so many choices. If I had to think of the first one that popped in my head, Jack Black. That would definitely be an entertaining match. I, I would pay to see that. I would I would pay to make it happen. Oh, just, just. <laughs> all right. Uh, so that's all the time we got for today. Uh, Phoenix, where can they find you on social media if they want to look you up? Okay. Um, if you want to look me up, of course, I'm on Phoenix Kid 2Ds on Facebook. And then for Twitter and Instagram, I am Phoenix Kid underscore CFR. Um, I use my Twitter a little bit, not so much. Sometimes depends on the day. Um, Instagram, I'm pretty active on, but either one of them, you can reach me on. Great. We'll go ahead and link that in the description to the video as well. Uh, thank you again for joining us. Have a great rest of your day, everybody.